This week's podcast brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, the leader in wetlands conservation going all the way back to 1937. Think about that. That's a lot of history of conserving waterfowl habitat and the uh, ducks and geese that we all are so passionate about. Uh, I'm a proud member and I also serve on the Dallas DU committee. Uh, I encourage you to get plugged in with your local Ducks Unlimited chapter uh, and, and join this great group of folks who are passionate about duck hunting and waterfowl conservation. For more info, head over to ducks.org. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born in war, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists. Think about that. Targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities, to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next-generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today. You were there trying to heal your heart And I was ready to be your man Oh, you got a hold on to me Change around my hands Change around my feet Nothing Right, Cable Smith, welcome everybody into episode 667 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be here talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So I do appreciate you dropping by. Uh, I've got a good show lined up for you today, and I'll tell you all about it momentarily. But first, man, oh man. It was awesome seeing so many of you guys and gals out at SCI Nashville 2023. It was epic. I mean, we set attendance records. There wasn't an exhibitor or attendee that I spoke to that wasn't just thrilled with the move from Vegas to the Music City. It was exceptional. Nashville knows how to throw a party. And the logistics of uh, just being right there in downtown was perfect so a great convention hall and the energy i mean i think it was the best convention that that i've ever been to and i seriously mean that and i've been to quite a few of them Uh, so if you didn't make it out i encourage you to mark the calendar for next year because sci signed a three-year deal with nashville so be back in nashville again next february it's going to be equally awesome i promise you that uh, as far as what we are doing today, go ahead, pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire, pour yourself another cup of that black rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat up bold Stanley thermos because we are ready to rock and roll. And this is going to be the thermal and night vision episode for 2023. Joining me, my good friend, longtime friend, Darren Jones of Armasite. So we're going to take a look at the history of night vision, a 
goes back a lot further than I would have imagined. So how do we get from there to where we were at with current technology? Uh, and then also some new exciting stuff from Armasite. And what is the 320 versus the 640? Well, that, that might be Greek to some people. Uh, so we'll talk about that and then the different magnifications. What's better, uh, a very dialed in zoom or a wider field of view? I guess it depends on what you want. But uh, for the regular hunter, uh, there's options for each. Which, which should you prefer and why? Uh, and then budgets and how do you as a company dig yourself out from a hole that uh, a former ownership group puts you in? meaning their total lack of commitment to customer service, which is not how Armasite was founded, but uh, there's a big company that purchased Armasite and essentially ran them into the ground. And uh, the new owners, well, back to the original owners, they repurchased Armasite. Uh, but now they're, they're trying to set the record straight on how they handle customer service today. Plus, um, where's the glass made for yeah, it's got to be high-end glass, and there's only a couple places in the world that that level quality of glass is manufactured. Uh, much to get into with Darren. We might even talk some trout fishing as the, uh, well, he essentially grew up on Baffin Bay down on the South Texas coast, so he knows a thing or two about big trout. Much to get into. Looking forward to having Darren join us in studio. Let's knock out a quick giveaway uh, well, Darren's brought some Armasite swag here, cap, t-shirt, coffee mug that even, I think, well, I know because I have one, but when you fill it up with coffee, like this iridescent feral hog appears on the outside of the cup. It's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, Armasite swag pack for you today. Just email the word thermal. That's thermal to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And you are entered into today's giveaway. Let's knock out that break. Coming up next, Armorside's Darren Jones joins us right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Time to tell you about Protect Products. Veteran-owned and made in the USA, Protect makes your water work harder for you in the field. They have a hydration electrolyte formula for endurance and replenishment. It's perfect for elk hunting, right? Uh, energy formula for when you need an extra kick. Immunity for optimizing the immune system. And one of my favorites, the rest formula to ensure deep sleep and proper recovery. All the formulas are liquid, so they mix instantly in your water bottle or camelback. And the cool thing is, they don't gunk them up like a powder with that messy residue. They also have an easy-to-use line of mineral sunscreen for quick and odorless application and all-day protection in the field. For more info, head over to protect.com to see their entire lineup. That's protect, P-R-O-T-E-K-T.com. It's that time of the year where you might want to try to kick off a new year with a fitness journey. Cryo and More has all your holistic healing needs with cold therapy, heat therapy, and pressure therapy, which shortcuts the time you have to spend recovering from your workout or minimize the muscle soreness you feel from physical activity. Cryo Skin is a body hack that speeds up the death cycle of the fat cells using non-invasive technology that uses heat and cold to eliminate fat cells. Your greatest wealth is your health. Visit cryoandmore.com or head over to the location off of Virginia Parkway in McKinney.
Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for being here today as we are all set to run the gambit on all things thermal and night vision. But before we light up the night, this segment of the show is brought to you by Mossberg Firearms and the Patriot Rifle lineup featuring uh, every caliber from a 22 250 all the way up to a 375 Ruger. So whether you're looking for a prairie dog plinker or a dangerous game caliber, uh, you can find that plus everything in between at Mossberg.com. Okay, well, let's bring him on right now. Uh, he's here in studio, a longtime friend of the program. It is my pleasure to welcome Darren Jones back to the show. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure, brother. So I've been uh, following along on your social media. And you have uh, been very busy of late. I'm very, very busy. Yes, very busy. Yeah, I have, man. It's, um, you know, with show season, um, you know, we start out with, uh, you know, Dallas Safari Club, and then we go into um, going to SHOT Show, let's say like a week later. Mm -hmm. And then we have, uh, on our side, we have the buyer shows, like Worldwide, MBS, uh, Sports Inc., you know, the, the big, big shows. And then uh nwtf that we just had and then of course sci which i hear was a rousing success yeah in nashville that's uh i'm psyched that it's in nashville really am that's i that's, didn't talk to a single exhibitor or attendee who was like eh, let's move it back to vegas i, I yeah Nobody. said no one everybody yeah. was like nashville nashville's a cool town i have not cool. been there as an adult yeah. Uh, man, it was fun. Nashville's a cool spot. Everything really was within is. walking distance. Nice, you know, good restaurants. People are if you nice. Want to go to bars. Yeah. It's fine too. And, it, and it's not Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It was clean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 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 I think they're going to turn it into Austin, though. But it's just the way that these things tend to go. Cool town like that. It'll just they're well, they're getting they're getting California. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, no, no disrespect to my friends from California that have moved here. That's some wonderful people that love to hunt and fish and do all that. But uh, there is that element that's yeah. uh, that's kind of creeping in there, jacking up the hunt, the land prices big mm -hmm. time. I did see though, um, and somebody even mentioned this. They, one guy was like, "Nah, they won't turn it into Austin. Look at all the cops down here." So they they do have a very heavy presence. Like there's little. Uh, you know, there's a police station, right? Like right there, everywhere you look. I mean, I saw police officers. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's trying to keep it clean and safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, I think Austin's gonna, hopefully, I mean, I've got two kids in school there. So, um, you know, uh, I tell them to keep their head on a swivel, mm -hmm. you know, and, and man, I remember Austin was, was, and I still like Austin. Don't get me wrong. I lived there for a couple of years, but you know, just with all this, I'm, you know, not to dive into politics right out of the gate here, but it's just like, uh, you know, it's just like you can see what, what needs to be fixed and it's not being fixed. And that's, I think that's the frustrating part. I think that's where everybody gets frustrated Yeah, is oh, yeah. with that. Like you can see what's wrong and just fix it. Yeah. But it's, it, we're letting political correctness get in the way. Well, you know, fixing it might hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. Well, you know, sooner or later, you know, after a while people just get fed up and like, okay, if you're not going to do it, we'll do it ourselves. And that's a lot uglier. Yeah. So if people would step in before that, then we wouldn't have that. Uh, they're starting to starting to do some things uh, in Austin. I think, and I think it'll, I think it'll turn around. You know, people are just like, hey, man, you know, we, you, I can't have a homeless encampment in front of my, for my business, <laughs> right? You know, but you know, then we also have to like let's let's address the homeless problem, um, and and that's just a whole 
man, you could go on for hours and hours and hours about how well, to, we won't. how to do that. No, so, no, let's talk about let's talk about hunting and yeah. fun so, stuff. Where was your last trip? Were you? Uh, I think I saw you were down on the coast somewhere catching big trout. Oh man, yeah, I um I have another brand uh, that that is just my kind of my passion project called Feral Concepts um, that I do outside of Armasite, and uh, I haven't been fishing much. I mean, I've been doing doing all my due diligence for armor site, going to shows and doing all that. And uh, my friend Mickey Lerma with a company called Truchador, he's got a clothing brand called Truchador, said, hey, we're doing a, a media event down in Baffin with a turtle box audio, a hook and bullet, uh, sunglasses. Um, and uh, and down at my friend uh, Justin Broadnax and his his wife, uh, Megan Broadnax, they just built a, a new lodge mm-hmm. on Baffin called La Pesca Lodge, and it's phenomenal. Uh, unbelievably good food, uh, beautiful place to stay. You know, it's not overdone. It's not ostentatious. It's just nice. Yeah. And the hospitality, you know, we got the South Texas hospitality and, uh, yeah, we, we went down there and I'll, I, I mean, I literally drove home from NWTF Sunday, came in, high five, the wife <laughs> got the truck Monday afternoon late afternoon and got down there about midnight, woke up at five 30 and went fishing all day Tuesday and then woke up early and drove home Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. So it's just been bam, bam, bam. And now I'm getting ready for the Houston fishing show, which I've had to take time off of like my real job, which is armor site to go do. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for all these shows to be over with <laughs> and I'm ready to go turkey hunting and go shoot some pigs and, and chase some coyotes down and do that kind of thing with the, uh, with the thermal. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for shows to be over with. Well, let's talk night vision and thermal. Uh, but first of all, and you actually gave me this cool, um, Armorside has this night vision university yeah. pamphlet here, which kind of talks about the history of night vision, which goes back like almost a century now. Yeah. Like I think they started discovering the technology and, Maybe like in the 30s, they were like, "Ooh, you know, maybe we have something yeah. here." Um, I, I did want to ask you though, have you know, having served overseas and stuff, how reliant is the is the military um, as far as using night vision is concerned? I mean, that's why night vision is is so controlled, mm-hmm. and why um, you know you have to sign an ITAR agreement before you you know before you buy it uh, is that it, it is a absolute force multiplier capability changer. Uh, and you know, when I was in, I'm an old guy. So, I mean, the stuff they have now is far and away. I mean, just light years better than what we had. Uh, cause you know, we were still running greens mm-hmm. and I remember when, when they, when we went from running greens to whites, uh, white phosphorus versus green phosphorus, it was like, Oh my God, where's this been all of our lives? You know? And, uh, it's it's definitely a, a capability changer. I mean, if you have it and you can maneuver at night, you can fly at night and put guys on the ground and they can maneuver like they're maneuvering in the daytime and shoot like they're moving in the daytime. Uh, that's, I mean, there's there's some units. Uh, all they did was operate at night. I mean, there's a lot of uh, they did all their hits at night. You know, using the cover of darkness. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you can use that, then by God, use it. You know, don't go during the day. Plus, it you know, the heat. You know, <laughs> overseas, yeah. you know, the heat was the big thing is, but, you know, moving at night, I mean, you, you, you absolutely have the upper hand if you've got, you know, night vision equipment. That's why it's so heavily controlled because, you know, we don't want our, we don't want the bad guys having the same capabilities we do. Right. So that's why we have such good stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I may or may not have accidentally left a uh, a thermal with my good friends over at uh, John X Safaris. Can't confirm or deny that. But uh, if you were to book a uh, a bush pig hunt, you might get to use it. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, didn't know it was uh, highly illegal at the time. Like I said, that's just a rumor anyway. Uh, let's do this, Darren. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to get into the history of Armorsight and how they've overcome some recent... Let's just say consumer trepidation. Uh, that segment of the show was proudly brought to you by Stealth Cam and the DS4K Transmit, the highest quality cellular trail camera on the market. You can find it as well as their entire lineup of trail cameras right there at stealthcam.com. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust, and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90-day turnaround time when you use eForms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. Did you know that Orvis has been family-owned since its inception in 1856? Think about that. Uh, they also donate 5% back to protecting nature. Orvis and his customers have raised and donated more than $20 million to protecting nature over the past 25 years. They continue to grow a community of outdoorsmen and women with classes focused on everything from fly fishing to wing shooting and hunting dog handling from basics all the way to advanced. And don't forget about their unique fly fishing and wing shooting trips all over the world. Orvis, proudly American-made fly fishing gear since 1856. As little Leonard Skinner bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here as always. Thanks for dropping by today. We've got a good friend, Darren Jones of Armasite here in studio. We're going to uh, continue talking all things night vision and thermal momentarily. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee and my friends over at Trigger Time Kennels. That's where I got little JoJo. Um, Rusty Hagelin bred her and trained her. And she has come back a rock star at the end of her first season, just really excelling, making me a very happy dad. Uh, I highly recommend Rusty and uh, if you're looking for a breeding or a trainer for that next retriever, then just head over to Trigger Time Kennels. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, uh, well, Darren, thanks for sticking around. Let's talk about the history of Armasite. How, how long has the company been around? Okay, Armasite started, uh, a guy named Dimitri Rocklin and a couple other guys, uh, started Armasite in, uh, I think it was 2011 in the very beginning, uh, and got it rocking and rolling. And, and just to back up a little bit, Dimitri Rocklin is our, what we call our head of product. Um, brilliant guy, uh, has been in the night vision and optics or the optics game and the night vision game for a long, long time. He was one of the founders of ATN and sold it and then, uh, started Armasite. 
And uh, Armorsight was rocking and rolling. And that's when I first got introduced to Armorsight is when I worked for Silencer Co. Mm-hmm. I was on a hunt uh, down in South Texas. We were you know, shooting pigs and predators and exotics and just, you know, having a good time, you know, late April, May time frame. Yeah, that's when I met Clint Walker, uh, who I now work with and uh, who brought me over here. And uh, that's when I first got to use an, an Armorsight product. And uh, I got a... Uh, Armorsight Apollo Pro, and I still have it, mm-hmm. and it still works. Uh, and that was like 2015, 2014-ish, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Armorsight was just, you know, meteoric rise, and FLIR, the FLIR Corporation, uh, bought them and uh, proceeded to pretty much I, I don't I don't know what the play was there, but they they pretty much ran into the ground, right? You know, yeah. uh, it, with lack no, you know, I'm not trying to pull any punches here with that because I, I get it daily. If I walk into a dealer that still think we're part of FLIR, that's I have to go and have that conversation. Like we are no longer part of FLIR. Let me make this painfully clear to everybody: we when when FLIR said, you know, we're getting bought by Teledyne, uh, we're not going to, you know, we're going to phase out the Armorsite brand. You know, we're not going to do, you know, uh, you know, basically consumer type stuff anymore. Uh, they went back, Dimitri and, and, and some investors went back, said, we want, we want the brand back. You know, I'm going to buy it back and bought everything back. Uh, engineers, customer service guys, uh, and then hired other people to help run the business. And that was around 20, 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then of course, you know, all the pandemic stuff happened, which was not the greatest time to be launching a brand, at least trying to get it out into dealers. It's almost impossible, but also that's when a lot of thermal got sold. Right. I mean, people bought thermals. It was like 2016 for suppressors, 2021, uh, 2020, 2021 into 22. I mean, thermal sales were just off the charts. Because, you know, I mean, I know that when they shut down everything, I went to, you know, I went to our turkey lease yeah. and just scouted and shot predators and, you know. Yeah, the kids and I spent more time at deer camp. Yeah. I mean, during, I mean, we came back from spring break, March 2020, and then the kids never went back to school. And it's like. Yeah. And they couldn't, like, do, they couldn't go to soccer. Break, nothing. Nope. We were couldn't all do locked down. Mm-mm. Well, we could go to the lease. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's what we did. We yeah. did the same thing. Me and my son, I called him and said, hey, get to the, get to the ranch. And he came up there, and I think we were there for like, we were there almost a month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just I mean, I, personally, I loved it. Yeah. Um, that, and I fished. Yeah, I remember my dad sending me pictures of being like in South Padre, because they went down to their condo right at the end of spring break when all the breakers were leaving. They came in, and uh, dad put the boat in the water, and then they closed all the boat ramps. And he was like one of the few guys that kept his boat on the water, and he would just send me pictures. He would be like out like out in out in South Bay or uh, there's a place uh, out there. I'm trying to remember the name of this little reef out there. That's just kind of across from all the condos and everything where you can just, you can catch a bunch of trout there and he's taking a picture of the, of the Bay bridge and there's not a car on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. You know, like, there's not a person in sight, but you know, getting back into the, into the whole armor site uh, genealogy is, is, you know, they, they came around and said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get back into the game, uh, you know, night vision, thermal. And uh, and then I was brought in uh, November, December of 21. 
uh, I was brought in and uh, to be a product, basically a product manager. Uh, and just that is encompasses a whole lot of different tasks, uh, doing what we're doing here to, to educating our sales force, working with dealers, uh, working with our, um, our, our social media influencers and, and guys that are with us. And also just kind of, kind of being everywhere at once. Um, you kind of keep your, your, your hands in the fire on, on product development, new product development, uh, testing. I do a lot of testing. I'm the, I'm the chief breaker of things right. at Armasite. <laughs> uh, guy that builds all of our stuff, he just, he gives it to me. He just shakes his head. Like, I know you're going to break this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I probably will. But you know, that's how we find out what, where the breakpoints are yeah. and what's going to, what's going to work. And then we go from there. But, uh, you know, so we, we, we launched into the, the thermal market. Um, that's just already a very robust market right now. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of, unfortunately for us we've got a lot of really good products out there that, that we compete against uh i don't i don't go in and throw mud on on anybody in the industry I, i'm not that kind of person oh well, other than fleer that ran the company into the well world. i mean yeah but uh, well yeah but that, that, those, those are just facts right um you know the, some of the other stuff is kind of personal opinion or what you like yeah um one thing that i will say about our product uh, versus many of the others is ours is made here in the united states not and, in china and, and that's not from China mm-hmm. <laughs> or China yeah. or however you want to say it. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, and that's a big deal to some people. It's a big deal to me. It's, I think it is becoming more important to people every day because they see how dangerous China is. They're not our friends. And why do we want to give them money? I don't know. I mean, there's We've, some things you cannot avoid. We built China. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we made them to what they are right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a guy say, yeah, the American dream's built in China. I'm like, man, that's a mistake, man. Mm. That's a mistake. I, I understand the whole global economy thing. I, I get it. And, and and we're better off in many places for it because of global trade. But they, they're not our friends. They've never been our friends. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know why we continue to go down that road. And and here I say it, you know, and I'm looking at an iPad that was probably made in China, that was made in China. Yeah. And I have a phone that was made in China and I have other, you know, TVs and whatever else. I mean, you can't get away from it. You can't. You can't. But when I have the choice mm-hmm. and I can say, is it American made or is it, you know, allied made, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm probably going to steer that way. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's a good thing too, is obviously bringing stuff back to America, sure. manufacturing. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, and, but I put America first, <laughs> unlike our current administration. Yeah, yeah. America I mean, last. That's uh, yeah. Seems to be I, the- I, I don't. I don't get that. Um, but you know, luckily that's a four-year cycle, and we mm-hmm. can change that if we want. Um, so hopefully that will that will happen. So let's talk about some of the stuff that I've gotten to play with. Okay. And for. For anyone out there that's listening that's heard the term nods, what 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 does that stand for? Night observation devices, uh-huh. you know, MVGs, uh, you know, night vision goggles, uh, nods. Uh, there, there's there's several different acronyms for them: MVGs, nods, uh, and, and and it's like suppressor and silencer. It's the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've got a set of uh, BMVD fifty ones, uh, which is our 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 bino we also have a uh, a deal with elbit systems of america and elbit makes all of our tubes 
and uh, you can go way down the rabbit hole on how tubes are made. Uh, there, there, there's a couple of different kinds of night vision devices. Uh, you have um, digital, and you have you know, quote unquote, analog. And these are basically analog, which is a glass tube with a bunch of different things involved mm-hmm. uh, in how they're made. But basically, it's a it's a basically a grown type crystal tube, and that that they do this magic sorcery to that I got to see <laughs> when I was at Elbit, and I was just like, oh my god, you know. And, and you find out oh, that's why they cost so much because it's a very complicated process to to make them. Yeah, and it's not cheap to make them to make good stuff. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got a lot. Most of your really good tubes out there are coming from either L three. Uh, EOTech, or they're coming from Elbit, and uh, we're, you know, that's the main competitors right there, Elbit and L3. I mean, as far as military contracts and that kind of thing. There's other, there's some a couple of smaller ones, but those are the big, the big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you've got analog and you've got digital. And digital, some people like digital. Um, I'm not a fan because uh, you're looking at a, you're looking at a basically a CMOS screen like you would a camera that you dial down the the ISO setting to get a really bright set. That's that's basically what you're looking at in layman's terms. Um, you know, there is some delay. You do not have the resolution that you have with, with these. I mean, I can I can turn off all the lights and uh, adjust it to where I can read the newspaper with my night vision, mm-hmm. you know, if I so chose to. Uh, I've cleared malfunctions at night you know, with my with my night vision goggles on with my 31s. I've got a set of PVS 31s, which is the pretty much the tippy top of, of night vision. So I've, I've uh, you know, I, I'm naturally a big fan of analog because that's all I've ever used. I've, I've, I've looked through some of the digital stuff. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. Um, I think, you know, of course it's like everything else. It's, it's going to catch up eventually, I think. Uh, but I just, you don't have the, the resolution and the clarity like you do out of a really good set of high, high FOM tubes. If, uh, if you've read about, you know, figure of merit, mm-hmm. you know, the higher the figure of merit, uh, usually the, the, the more clarity and resolution that you have it's, but there's other things that go into a set of night vision goggles besides, um, besides FOM. Everybody's hung up on that number. It's kind of like, you know, was well, that a six forty? Well, I'm not. You know, if it's not a six forty, I don't want to touch. I'm like, hold on now. You know, yeah. There's a lot of other things that go into the hood besides just, you know, you know that that processor. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, there's a lot of internals inside of a thermal that that make it a thermal. Because uh, I've looked through some three twenty, and some three eighty four stuff. That's like, wow, that's that's pretty awesome. You know, and it, a lot of it has to do with software upgrades and that kind of thing. So. Um, you know, you can have something with a 640 processor and it's a p- complete garbage. You know, it's like putting a V10 and a Pinto. Yeah, it's got a big, huge engine, but the rest <laughs> of the car is a piece of crap. It's going to yeah. fall apart. But, you know, but it's got a V10, you know, so hey, you know, so people, a lot of times people get wrapped up on that number and you really need to look at uh, many other things. Um, you know, the, the, the germanium glass that's in there, you know, germanium comes from one of two places. Uh, it's either coming from China or it's coming from Eastern Europe. Um, and there's also coatings you can put on the lenses. And we put, uh, we have a proprietary coating that we put on our lens just to make it more robust, you know, less scratch resistant. Um, 
because you do not want to scratch a germanium lens. It's it's toxic. Uh, if if you were to like chip it all off and get it on you, it's very toxic mm. to do that. So if a germanium lens ever breaks, you know, you know, water get it off of you and 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 contain it. You know, get I it didn't up, know that. Plus it back, yeah, oh. yeah. So you, that's why you really need to. You know, that's why we got that little lens cap there. You know, use that lens cap because yeah. it's uh, it, it'll do you a lot of favors. Uh, I've, I've scratched up some lenses before and and uh, totally my fault. You know, like like you know, caps flopping around and I didn't like it. So I cut it off and I'll scratch the lens. I'm like, well, you know, dumbass, that's what you get for taking the, that's what you get for taking it off. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's certain, you know, care, care that you need to give to thermal. Yeah. Like, uh, don't run over one because, uh, I, and I've told that story on the air before and I completely blamed Henry for it when reality, um, yeah, I'm the one that told him to unpack the blind. And then I drove the truck right up next to the blind and ran over the bag with the $4,000 thermal uh, scanner in it. Uh, that was unfortunate. Uh, but <laughs> let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, I want to talk about some of the latest and greatest technology. And then, you know, if you want to get into a thermal or night vision, is it worth doing it when you can afford a cheap model or should you hold out and get something that's built to last? Uh, that segment of the show was brought to you by Vortex Optics, you know, right now. Is the time for you to throw your hat in the ring for a chance to win the $5,500 Vortex Optics gear shopping spree. That's any optic you want, plus uh, 500 bucks towards Vortex apparel. Not not optic, optics, $5,000 worth of optics. It's whatever you want. Customize it to suit your needs. It's a $5,500 sweepstakes, and here's all you have to do. Uh, just sign up for the Vortex e-newsletter. It takes about 10 seconds and you'll be automatically entered into the uh, $5,500 prize package. Deadline is March 31st. All you need to do is register at, let me see if I can find that. Oh, uh, yeah, join.vtxnation.com. That's join.vtxnation.com. Okay, so uh, don't miss out. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Coming down. Just like a cannonball, landing in a fishbowl, broke glass and everything. What a treasure. Hey guys, Cable here for Armasite. If you're looking to light up the night, whether that's with thermal or night vision, then you need to head over to Armasite.com. That's where you can find all of the thermal and night vision monoculars, uh, thermal weapon sights and of course night vision nods yeah those cool looking helmets the one that i have yeah buddy you can find them over at armorsite.com they've got it all right there and even better than that they've got some new stuff coming down the pike like the 640 contractor i've got the 320 640 even better you can find it all at armorsite.com Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Wow. We live in crazy times when it comes to censorship on social media. And if you're a gun owner and a hunter, 
And if you're proud of those things and you post about those things, then you're already on the blacklist. You're getting censored. You might not even know it. Take it from me. I had my Instagram page deleted for an entire month for no reason last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Guess what? That kind of stuff doesn't happen over at Go Wild. It's a community of people who love to hunt, fish, and cook their wild game. They also love guns. If you want to be a part of that kind of place where you're not getting censored, where they actually promote posts with that kind of content, just go to download Go Wild. It's a free app. I absolutely love it. You'll see me there posting every day. So come on, join the conversation at Go Wild. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for dropping by as uh, we are still visiting with Arma Sight's Darren Jones and we will get back into that discussion here in just a sec. But first, this segment is brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants and the good folks over at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Uh, you can find uh, Rustic Reminders at GR, the number 8mounts.com. Actually just got an update from them as uh, Josh sent me a picture of Becky, his lovely bride, mounting up my wolf. So that bad boy almost done and it looks absolutely sick. Can't wait to share a photo of that one with you coming up very soon. Okay, um, well, Darren, let's talk about, I mean, it's no secret that night vision and thermal are very expensive. Um, you can get into cheaper options for, you know, three, 400 bucks these days on the night vision side of things and uh, maybe under a thousand for very cheap thermal. In this uh, instant gratification society that we live in, you know, is it worth going that route or should you just wait a little bit longer and save up for something that's built to last? Most of the good stuff, and you know, and and night vision and thermal, um, you usually get what you pay for. You know, if you're buying a cheap thermal, and if that's all, you know, some people are like, hey, that's all I can afford. That's my budget. So they they buy they buy a cheaper thermal, and usually they're within a couple of years they're getting something else, mm. and and they're so for what you paid for both of those, you could have got something, you know probably a little bit higher end with better customer service, better quality components, and you wouldn't be in the situation. But, you know, I, I get it, man. I've been there myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I can afford, so that's what I'm going to get. Yeah, I um, I had a pretty nice night vision unit. This is probably like 10 years ago. And my buddy bought one for like 400 bucks. And we went pig hunting. <laughs> And he was like, I can't see anything. I was like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, you, you bought $400 night vision. Yeah. 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 There's one born every minute, and you're yeah. one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had that. He got something nicer after that. I think yeah, it yeah. took a year or two. It, yeah. That's the progression. You know, and it's the same thing with fishing equipment uh, or shotguns or rifles or uh, rifle optics, mm-hmm. big time. You know, can you get it done with a, with a cheap optic? Sure, you can. But when it really matters, you know, uh, I'm not going to, you know, if your life's trusted to it, you going to, do you really want that crappy optic? I generally yeah. think a good rule of thumb, and this isn't for like some custom $20,000 rifle, but, um, you should pretty much mirror what you spend on the rifle with the optic. Sure. Like it, say you're going to spend 1500 bucks. Well, 
why don't put a put a good optic on there? Yeah. But you don't even need to today the like Mossbergs that I shoot, just you know out of the box, you can shoot anybody. If you know what you're doing, shoot a 500 yard, you know, yep. one inch group. Yep. No problem. But you better have a good optic on yeah. there because you're not going to do it with a crap optic. Most guns can shoot themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and when you're getting into like shooting a really long range, then it's that's, that's where like your carbon fiber, you know, really good barrels and, and, and you know, custom barrels. And that's what really matters. But I mean, I don't, only thing I shoot that far is steel. Uh, I'm a bow hunter. So when I'm shooting stuff with a rifle, it's I'm I'm on a ranch culling or I'm shooting pigs, and yeah, accuracy matters. But I just need something that's going to be reliable and it's going to work. And you have to have good optics. You have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a Can't big skimp on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like having an old boat with a new motor. You know, that's the best analogy I can use. I had a 1986 Shallow Sport that I had gotten reglassed like twice, and I mean it just kept on keeping on, but swapped out motors on it you know every five six years get a new motor you know mm-hmm. you burn them up and whatever it, you always got to keep a good motor on your boat and got to keep good glass on your weapon so what is the best combination night vision um nods plus a night vision scope or would you or do you like to switch it up and go night vision thermal because that's what i like to do personally or even thermal thermal you know like i don't mind a thermal scanner and then a thermal yeah. scanner. I tell you what, man. I'll, I'll, I'll use. I'll tell you what. When I was hunting with my buddy Jody in Mississippi, uh, right before NWTF down there in the Mississippi Delta, they are they got coyotes. They're like nobody's business, and we were coyote hunting. And you know, we're both driving around on a side by side. You know, all these farm roads everywhere with night vision on, and stop. Scan with the thermal. See something. Pick up your rifle with the thermal. I always say uh, night vision to move, thermal to kill or thermal for positive ID because you can be, uh, I did it with my son last year. We are a Turkey lease out near, um, not near Cristobal, which is South of San Angelo. It's so dry out there. The pigs started showing up at the water holes and the landowner, you know, she raises sheep and goats and they're tearing up fences and doing all kinds of, she's like, if you see them, kill them, get rid of them. So we were out one night and, just sitting on a water hole, um, shooting coons and skunks and stuff. And all of a sudden I look up, I'm like, I was like, she didn't have any sheep or cattle in this pasture. I was like, that's pigs. It's like 10 of them came, came walking in two big, like two big sows of boar and a bunch of little ones. And, uh, I think we got five or six out of that group. And, uh, but my son, he liked running a, uh, we have a, a clip on night vision, uh, called the CO Mini, which is a fantastic unit. With an illuminator, it is money. But you got to have an illuminator, especially if it's a dark moon. And we had about some knee-high grass, and those pigs were coming down a road, and they ran into that knee-high grass. And, of course, I'm just sitting there just, I mean, I've got them pegged to the thermal. And I'm like, you see them? They're right next to that mesquite tree. He's like, I can't see anything, man. Yeah, and, one, and they were that kind of brindle-colored hog. They weren't all black. They were like that kind of mottled-looking mm. brown and black, and they're almost camoed, and they just disappeared in the grass on night vision. Because I flipped down my night vision, looked, I'm like, oh, you can't see them. And he's sitting there. I mean, we're hitting them with the, with the illuminator. He couldn't see them. I said, well, they're getting ready to pop back out on the road. Just get ready. And they popped back out on the road, then he could see them. And, uh, you know, we did the countdown and started, started whacking them. And uh, he was like, okay, I see what you mean about you know having the thermal on the rifle i'm like yeah dude i mean when it comes down to positive id and like you're ready to go to work they cannot hide from the thermal 
uh, with night vision, they can hit the brush and they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really know what you're looking for and be really, um, really dialed in on your night vision to do that. So to answer your question, um, I, I, I use night vision to move because, you know, just for general movement purposes, as you've seen wearing your stuff, it's just like, I mean, you, you have freedom to move. You can drive, you can walk, you can do all these things with night vision on. You can see holes, that kind of thing that you necessarily wouldn't see on thermal because there is there is some delay with with thermal, not much. You know, it's a sixty uh, hertz refresh rate on all of our stuff, but there is still some delay. And when it goes to non uniformity correction or nuking, as people call it, you know, you have that little bit of a, you know, that little bit of a delay before it goes through non uniformity correction. So that's why moving on thermal is so difficult. Uh, I'm not a fan. I like thermal for scanning, for positive ID, and then, of course, for, you know, when you get ready to go to work and take the safety off. Um, uh, Night vision for moving. Yeah, well, you mentioned the driving thing. That's a big, uh, I think, overlooked. Like, um, you have your nods on. You don't need need any lights in the vehicle on. So, especially if you're on the lease or someplace like that. And I've actually been... On, guy, on on highways where, where the guys are driving down. I was like, this seems a little sketchy, but... I, yeah, you got to be careful where you do that. You yeah. do that down in South Texas, you're going to get rolled up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I run my... You I'm know, not saying do that. I'm yeah. just saying... I, uh-huh. But the guys that I was with, they you, you know who they are, Ultimate Night Vision. They... Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. They do it right. They do it all the time. Oh, I've done it with them and yeah. uh, Richard and those guys. Yeah, Rich, oh, he's a fantastic guy. Great driver in the dark too. Turns. Oh yeah, out. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he does it all the time. He's Mario Andretti with a with a set of night vision on. Um, yeah, I've I've done the whole run the pigs down in the corn thing. It's absolutely a. It's uh, it's the most. It's I liked it more than shooting them out of a helicopter. Yeah, uh, it was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, you know, I, I've run a. I've 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 started running a boat now. Uh, especially in the summertime, I hate fishing around crowds in the summer and at nighttime, I mean, the water is yours mm-hmm. at nighttime in the summertime. Uh, it really is. And it's so much safer, uh, driving a boat on night vision with an IR illuminator or even an IR light bar. Uh, I mean, you just, just light up everything and you can see everything mm-hmm. on the water at night. And if it's moonlit, you can see channel markers. You can see, I mean, you can see everything. And, uh, a uh, friend of mine, my friend Storm, you know, he's got an airboat that he runs and he, he, I'll bring down night vision and we'll go, when we go duck hunting, you know, we run with just the red and the green on. So we're legal and just keep the lights off and go, mm. go ripping across Baffin or Choke Canyon or wherever we're hunting and on night vision. He was like, man, this is a game changer as far as just safety goes. I can see everything. I can look left and right, you know, out of my light beam and see stuff on my left and right. Too. So what are the no-nos with night vision? Like as far as, uh, there's certain things you're not supposed to look into yes. or do. Um, you know, a lot of people, like, especially at shows, I, I won't put batteries in them because it's one of those things that, like at SHOT Show, especially, you know, people come in and we, we, we vet them before they come in. It's, Are you a foreign national? And they say, yes, oh, I'm sorry, you can't look at these. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't have a problem doing it, but some people are uncomfortable asking people that. I'm like, oh, you can't, can't do that. Um, the big no, no, as far as just the, for maintenance of the unit is pointing it at any bright light source. They do have an auto, like an auto dimming mode. They have an auto dim mode, uh, and, uh, they are also auto gated. So, you know, when you, when you roll them out, 
like if they're up on your head and you mm-hmm. roll them out where they're out wide, you know, they will shut off automatically. Uh, and that's for, for any of our units. Um, pointing them at bright light, uh, storing them with the batteries in. Uh, don't do that. Because if a battery decides to blow up inside of your battery case, which happens, uh, your, 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 your nods are out of commission. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to send them in to get fixed. Uh, it happens more often than you think. But the big thing is, I think people I should take these batteries out here. Yeah, <laughs> people, leave, yeah, people leave them on, and and sometimes they'll forget that they're on, and they'll have them like pointed at that window, uh-huh. and all all those those blinds on that window will be burned on, uh, burned onto your to your to your screen. Uh, funny story: the guys at our maintenance facility were like, you know, they they see it all, uh, and they had a guy send it and said, yeah, my, my, my night vision goggles are messed up. You know, I got them like this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that's, that's weird. So they went in and they, and they turned them on, you know, they turned them on, you know, with the caps on and looking at it in the dark and they could see plain as day, a desk with stuff on it mm. and like a gun laying across it. So they called the guy and they're like, Hey, um, what do you, do you keep these in a safe or where do you keep them? Because now I keep them up on my, up on my cabinet, uh, like a shelf uh, right next to my desk. Does your desk happen to have like a gun laying on it? And you have this, this, and this. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, yeah. You left your night vision on, <laughs> and it was staring like right at a window mm-hmm. like that, and everything was burnt. That image was burned, mm-hmm. and and he was like, oh, I'm like well, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna let you know. You know, when you when you keep them stored, keep the batteries out. Yeah, you know. Keep the batteries out. Keep them in the case that we gave them to. Don't just like leave them on your helmet sitting up on there, even though it looks cool. Don't don't do that. Um, you know they can they can get wet, and if they get wet or get dirty, you know just wipe them off. Uh, you know use a lens cloth or the lens paper if you're wiping them off. And, and we're uh, I mean I'm guilty of it. Everybody's guilty t-shirt. of it. Yeah, it, it's t-shirt. You know it's got like snuff and hog blood and grease on there or whatever else, and you're like. Because they fog up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of different anti-fog stuff out there. You know, a lot of guys use like the old dive trick, you know, toothpaste and a mask and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. But not on, on the rear lenses, not on the front ones. Um, but uh, that's that's really kind of the big one. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, it's they're expensive items. You know, take care of it like you would a, a good rifle scope. Or anything else and, and same with thermal you know you don't want to point thermal at a heat source for a long long time because it'll it'll mess it up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's 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 a big one with that well let's switch over to thermal okay um i've got the 320 contractor we've got a new one coming out in the 640 contractor yep uh also new mounting mechanism which yeah. is pretty cool and i think proprietary to armasite um but for the layman What's the difference between the 320 and 640? Because the price is different. People are going to look at it and be like, well, okay, what am I getting? What makes the 640 better? It's one of those things that it's uh, you got to see it to appreciate it. And I think uh, I think uh, when we looked through the 640 earlier, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, three, I love the 320. Yeah, the 320 is great. Yeah. It'll get it done, and um, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, the 640... You are looking at just better resolution. That's a that's in layman's terms. Think of it as megapixels on a camera. You know, uh, you know, a, a, a really high end, any high end camera. You know, with the, with a you know, whatever the, the the resolution is. You know, sixty resolution, forty whatever. 
the lower the resolution, you know, you can't zoom in on that object, mm-hmm. you know, with a really high resolution photograph, you know, uh, shot in raw format, you can scroll down and, and you know, like see a reflection in a, in a dog's eye in a duck blind. You know, if you take that with your iPhone, you can't do that. But when you start getting in, it gets pixelated. That's the best way I know to, to describe it to the layman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't claim to know everything about, you know, getting doing the real deep dive on thermal and night vision. Uh, that is the conversation that, uh, that where I always defer to Dimitri because he has forgotten more than I will ever know <laughs> about thermal and night vision. I mean, he really is. I mean, he, he is an absolute wealth of knowledge. And he can go like he'll start talking and your brain just starts sizzling, you know, because he goes way down deep in the rabbit hole. And there's a lot of guys out there that really, really know the ins and outs. Like they're not just drivers. They they know how the whole thing works. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm Ricky Bobby. I just drive the car, right. you know, but I do know how, how it works. Um, and, and it's the, so the, the 640 is a two to two to nine. I'm sorry. Two to nine. What's the magnification on it? On, on well, on the six four, we have two different ones. Okay, we have the the uh, the that's a thirty five millimeter lens, and that is a a one point nine to six, I believe. And mm-hmm. then we have the uh, and then we have the uh, the fifty millimeter lens, which is a three to twelve. Okay, variable zoom. Uh, so you have you have. There's a couple of different things that you can that you can look on that. Um, the the 640, like the 640 50 millimeter, is a three to twelve, so it's a fixed three power. Okay, and then you go to the 640 uh, 35 millimeter lens, which is this one I have right here in front of you. You're just gonna have you're gonna have a wilder wider field of view, and some people say with you know the less magnification that it looks clearer. I like the the less fixed base mag mm. um, because of the ability to shoot uh, for shooting movers. You know, um, you, yeah, just had, a, you had I that had wide, you had that wider field of view. I had you know? a handheld scanner from a, a previous company one time, and the field of view was crap. And essentially, the thing was, in my opinion, worthless. Like yeah, you could see literally. About twenty yards, you know, in front of you. Yeah, look, you know, either direction. Yeah, for for shooting movers, um, that was for scanning, which made it even more pointless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why even bother? Yeah, it's like uh, the like uh, the the contractor fifty millimeter uh, that we came out first, uh, and and once we came out with it, we were like, yeah, I mean, it's a great scope, but it's a fixed six power, mm-hmm. and for shooting. Like if you get into a bunch of hogs up close, you know, if you come up and you're 50 yards, 60 yards from a bunch of pigs, I mean, they look like they are right in your face. And when they, when it starts, starts moving, it's really hard shooting movers, you know, with a, a huge, uh, base mag like that. So, um, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things, um, that, it comes it comes down to to what you really like some guys like that are shooting coyotes at long distance want that three to 12 or want that six to 24 like on the 25 maybe because they can really zoom in out there and so just to kind of kind of back up a little bit when we're talking about zoom you know it is a digital zoom 
right? Mm -hmm. So like on the on the 35 millimeter, that's a 2.3 to 9 to 9.2. So basically a 2 to 9, let's just say. So uh, when I zoom that in, if I've got a 640 and I zoom in, now I'm basically zoomed to a 320 resolution. Mm-hmm. So that's why this 1280 that people are starting to come out with, and we have a 1280 coming, and it's I've got to look through like the first the first iteration of it, and it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's like the the new iRay uh, 1280. Uh-huh. Oh my God! I mean, you look through that thing, I'm like, oh, you know, don't just don't look through it. All right, you know they're expensive. They're very expensive. Um, you know, that's that's a. Uh, something that's going to be in that 9 to 10 to 14k range. I mean, you can go way down deep on on thermals. Well, uh, when I first got into this industry, most of the thermals were in that range. Yeah. Like but so the price the quality's gotten better and the price has come down. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more people doing it. Yeah. A lot more people are are doing it. Um uh yeah, and it's like the first time I looked through thermal uh, really looked through it and, and hunted with it. Um, just like, oh my God, you know, I'd, I'd looked at it in the military and stuff like that. And those are, you know, you know, top of the line units that we're looking through. And, you know, now we have the, you know, these little handhelds, uh, that we have coming out. We have, those will be hitting the street in probably April timeframe, mm. uh, called the sidekick and it's a helmet mountable or, I mean, it, dude, it's, it's, it'll, it'll fit in your hand. And it's either 320 or 640, and it is fantastic. I mean, going back to my hunt in Mississippi, you know, Jody and I would get back to back covering these big soybean fields, and we'd stand there, and he had his scanner, and we'd just be, you know, we have your sectors of fire and your sectors of observation, so you're not sitting there. There's nothing worse when you're having just look through your rifle all the time, yeah, and it just wears you out, and you're moving around a lot. For coyotes, you can't do that. Uh, So just being able to sit there and just scan with with a with a handheld or have it mounted to your helmet so you've got night vision on one side and thermal on the other you know flip the night vision out of the way in case you got to get on the scope and you just sit there and you just scan you know with your with your thermal it's it's invaluable uh if you're really going to get into to predator hunting and uh and do uh pig hunting most of the guys i know that are really serious about it they've got some kind of thermal scanner either a handheld uh i like wearing it around my neck i'm not a fan of having it on a bridge mm-hmm. you know next to my night vision it, it jacks me up i know i could probably get used to it but i've tried it a couple of times and it just man i take it off and i'm just cross-eyed <laughs> for like 30 minutes it just it, it just my brain doesn't work like that well it certainly can leave you discombobulated to say the least uh let's knock out our last break darren we'll come back and get into the reality that you know love them or hate them feral hogs are here to stay landowners hate them uh, but they do help fund a $100 million a year industry, uh, which you and I both benefit from. That segment of the show brought to you by NUMA Outdoors and the Pathfinder Pant. Stylish enough to hit the town after uh, the SCI convention or uh, rugged enough for the turkey woods this spring. It's my favorite pant, favorite hunting pant I've ever owned, uh, bar none. You can find the Pathfinder at numaoutdoors.com. Oh, and a lifetime warranty on all of their hunting apparel as well. Crazy, I know. Uh, we'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoor when did Show. the land of the free become the home of the afraid? Afraid of the world, afraid of the truth. Afraid of each other. This ain't the country my grandfather fought for. But I still see the hate. 
If you're looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW, then 3 Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guides scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. Land is the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it. And Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over a hundred years. They'll do the same for you. If you're ready to take that next step and make the dream of owning your own land reality, then head over to LoneStarAgCredit.com. Oh, the armadillo. Oh, the armadillo never sees me when I hit him with my bright his light don't pass before his eyes he's blinded by my lights and so i hit him with my bumper doing 60 65 robert O'Keefe bringing us back on sci's lone star outdoor show presented by mossberg firearms cable smith here thanks for being here with me today as we're still talking thermal night vision feral hogs coyotes who knows what else with our good friend darren jones from armasite and we'll get back into that conversation here in just a second But first, this segment brought to you by All Seasons Smokers and Barbecue Pits. Yep, in addition to deer blinds and feeders, uh, they have mastered the art of manufacturing all kinds of backyard barbecue pits uh, for you to smoke that wild game on. And you can find all of it at asfsmokers.com. Family owned uh, since the 1980s, by the way. Okay, well, Darren, let's get back into it here. And, you know, taking into consideration that cost is the most prohibitive component when it comes to acquiring a nice thermal or night vision unit. Um, You know, when you're sitting there talking to a potential customer, how do you get them to justify spending that amount of money? Everybody is always asking, what's the best? You know, what do I need? And it comes down to, okay, what are you going to do with it? And what's your budget? Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have anything in our arsenal right now that is over six thousand uh, dollars. To some people, that's not anything. Uh, I, I know to me, like, like a, to most I, people listening, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is for both of us. It, it is. So. It is. And uh, the way I look at it is, if like I was having a discussion with a rancher in Idaho, and he had a couple of thermals, I was kind of impressed with the setup. I'm like, damn. I mean, this guy's serious about this. He goes, look, man. You know, uh, a $6,000 thermal pays for itself if I shoot coyotes or wolves that are trying to eat my calves. He goes, because I lose, you know, he started doing the math yeah. on, on raising cattle. And I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. Or to farmers that are, you know, I think it costs 1,400 acres. Don't quote me on this. Um, I should I should have asked my friends. Uh, I've got a couple of friends that farm rice down, down south of Houston in El Campo area. And I think it costs like, between a thousand and fourteen hundred dollars an acre to to plant rice, you know, once you mm-hmm. factor in everything, uh, 
a sounder of hogs could come decimate an acre of rice in, in a night or less. And, you know, you could fly over the fields and just see these big potholes out there, you know, where they've gone yeah. and destroyed stuff. So, you know, the, if, if you amortize it out. I have a buddy in it's Oklahoma. Not that much. Him and his dad planted, uh, I think it was like a 200-acre cornfield, which costs a lot of money, you know. He said it basically cost them. The hogs came in there and in two nights undid all the work that they did, destroyed everything, rooted it up. And he was like, it was like a thirty, forty thousand dollar hit. Yeah. Next thing he did was went out and bought a bunch of hog dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're really like everybody I know on the land management side, and I keep representing my friend Jody in Mississippi, but that's what he does for a living. Mm. Uh, is he goes and sets up these hog eye traps, you know, the ones that, that drop mm-hmm. that you can activate with a cell phone. And he's got guys that, you know, they've got 90 minutes to go clear that trap, uh, no matter what time it is at night. You know, he's got a crew of dudes, and that's all they do is go around and remove hogs off of people's property. You know, and they, uh, some, some places they're, they're, they're trapping and removing thousands of pigs off these places, off soybean fields and, and corn fields and, and whatnot that are just, absolutely destroying these fields and uh you know that's why you have to stay on top of them we're never going to kill them all we're never going to wipe them out uh, they're always going to be around we don't i mean personally between you and i we don't want to wipe them out we like hunting them <laughs> well I, you say that uh and, and that's part of the problem um and i think that's why some states have not completely just opened up you know pandora's box on shooting pigs or allowing people to have guided hunting trips because, you know, that's a source of income and they're going to want to keep them around. And most places are like, wipe them out. Like I, I was talking to a guy that got trichinosis. Uh, he was cleaning one and Nick did, you know, had a pair of gloves on Nick, just nicked his hand, you know, didn't think anything about it. I mean, everybody's cut themselves or nicked themselves before cleaning an animal. And, uh, he's, you know, went and washed it out and everything and just got really sick. And he's like, golly, what's going on? They couldn't figure out what it was, and he told the doc, he was like, yeah, I was cleaning a pig and nicked my hand. He's like, oh, mm. we need to run a panel for this, and bam, you know, popped. Mm. And he was like, wow, you know, I got trichinosis from it. And then my, my friend Jody, he was like, I won't touch him. He goes, we have, like, safety protocols. Like, you have to wear gloves, you have to wear glasses, you know, that kind of thing, in case you get blood spatter on you or whatever because of all the different diseases that they carry. Uh, I'm, I am uh, I generally just don't even give a crap. I'm all up in them. And yeah. the first one I remember when I was hog dogging, the first one I ever stuck with a knife, it like took one last breath. And then I was like baptized by hog blood all over my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could get trichinosis very yeah. easily. You, uh, you could easily. And, you know, and, and I'm not against, like, I'm not saying I don't eat them because I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 125 pounder, 100 pounder, those are just right. But we, we, kind of a rule of thumb is, you know, when we open them up and I had a guy in South Texas tell, show me this, he's like, you know, when you open them up, if they stink right away, you know, in the hole, don't, don't even miss it. You open them up and they don't stink. Okay. That's probably, that one's mm-hmm. probably pretty good. It depends on what they've been eating. Cause we, I remember we got on some, uh, me and Clinton and, uh, my buddy Joe got on some down in South Texas uh, with my friend Leroy and they were eating on a dead cow. They were eating all the stuff, all the maggots yeah. around this dead cow. Yeah. And we shot him and we walked up to him and I was like, oh, I mean, it was one of those, like, I got a pretty strong stomach, man. I've, mm. I've been around some stank before. And I was like, oh, wow, that is 
bad. That is really bad because they smelled so bad. Yeah. They were all up in that stuff. It was just I disgusting. I shot uh, probably like a 230-pound sow on a on a lease, and uh, I put um, trail camera, a drug of the carcass off, put a trail camera on the tree, and of course got coyotes and buzzards. And But then like after a week when they had eaten most of the flesh off, yeah, all those maggots, I had for like four or five days a sounder of pigs coming in there mm-hmm. and eating whatever was there protein man that's protein Mm -hmm. i mean everything eats flies and fly larvae i mean pretty much everything would be in there it's such a just a buffet for animals that was just one of many uh things is like the the why uh, of why people need a thermal and uh we really proved it to a guy we were in florida and uh, his cattle operation and uh, had to be real careful with our shooting because these pigs were all mixed in with the with the cows um it wasn't a feedlot but it was it was you know it was just a big gigantic pasture and he was feeding them pellets and we shot one sow and she was big she was you know pushing 200 pounds you know 200 plus and she had eight piglets in her nine eight or nine piglets and her stomach had 15 pounds of cattle feed in it Hmm. there's one pig 15 pounds of cattle feed and I bet, like, we probably shot all in out of that one area. We probably shot 10 to 15 pigs that night. And, you know, we shot some little ones, of course, but shot some good-sized ones, and they were all just big. I mean, just big, well-fed, you know, eating cattle feed. Yeah. Uh, and and he was just, you know, he was kind of hemming and hawing, but, oh, this thing's cost too much, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, well, you know, do the math. You know, what do you spend on feed? He started doing the math. He's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I said, just look at it that way. Look at it that way. And, and if you're on a ranch and trying to make, you know, especially here in the south, uh, southwest, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, places where you can feed corn, uh, pigs will absolutely eat you out of house and home. That's why people put pens around their feeders. Well, one, if you have cattle, it mm-hmm. keeps the cattle from in there knocking over your feeders. Uh, but number two and the far and away is to keep the pigs off of it and, uh, to feed your deer. Or if you have, especially protein feeders, they will come in and wreck a protein feeder. I mean, I've seen boars get up and rear up on their hind legs and smash the the spout out. Oh yeah. They'll just all fall out and then they just, they just destroy it or, or or rub up against it and knock it over. You know, and you've got, I had, uh, one of those uh, old, um, all seasons, the, the way that we used to do feeders before the stand and fills became real popular. That was, you know, it had four legs and you had to, you know, you had to have a ladder to, to, to fill it. And I had these pigs pattern. They were coming at dusk every night. And this was right here in Collin County. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go kill those pigs tonight. I'm walking up there with my AR. I know the pigs are there because I just got a live picture sent to my cell phone. And all of a sudden just crash. And all the pigs just start running out of there. And they had knocked the feeder over. That was that. <laughs> oh man! I didn't get a shot at a single one of them. I yeah. just hurt. It scared the crap out of them when they knocked it over. Right, and then that was the end of that. Yeah, that that happened. Uh, a friend of mine's place um, down in Demet County. You know, they 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 like having them there to hunt them. Mm-hmm. That's something to do when deer season's over, and you know if things are slow. You can go. You know, pig walks up and you shoot it with your bow or whatever. And I, I get it. I totally get it. But the the final straw was a brand new feeder and now they they pounded in the rebar 
into the ground, you know, on the feet and, you know, guy wired it down and all this kind of stuff. And about two weeks later, this big bore on camera, just sitting there rubbing, rubbing, mm -hmm. rubbing, rubbing against one of those legs. And finally just, just, you know, worked that, worked that piece of rebar out and just boop and dumped it. Brand new feeder, all the corn out, smashed the motor and it messed up the, the barrel and all that. And, uh, his dad was like, okay, kill them all. You know, kill every one of them you see from here on out. So we just went out there and just just laid waste to pigs for about two weeks, just <laughs> trapping them and shooting them and everything else. So, you know, if you if you get it down to economics, it usually makes sense. Um, here's but here's the thing: like, we love these, we love pigs. You and I certainly enjoy hunting them, but in some way, really, pigs pay your salary. They do, right? Totally, yeah. And that's why we're you know we're never going to wipe them out. Yeah. Like I said, we're ne coyotes, <laughs> coyotes, bobcats, pigs, cockroaches. When they drop the bomb, and we all you know, and we start over when the big flash happens, <laughs> when the glaciers move again, when it all starts over again, those will all be around. Yeah, and, and like meth heads, you know, they'll all be around. Yeah, <laughs> they they just they, they cannot die. Yeah, uh, they're just so resilient, and they're really, I mean. If you watch them, they learn really fast. They're smart. Pigs are smart. Um, you know, your dang sure are not going to walk up wind of one because, mm -hmm. you know, they can smell stuff, you know, six feet in the ground. They can surely smell you walking up. Uh, there's some places where they don't get any pressure, so they don't care. But places where they get pressure, they smell a human, see a white light, hear a vehicle, they are moving. That's why there's a lot of times, I mean, I think we were doing – like anywhere from six to eight miles a night on this one place walking because they, they, if they heard a vehicle, man, they were gone. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, grab the tripods or just grab your rifle and just walk along and just scan Senderos because if they heard a side by side, heard a vehicle, I mean, they were, they were hitting the brush. Mm -hmm. So you had to do a lot of walking in on them. You know, they, they're, they're smart. I mean, I've seen them even on helicopters shooting them out of helicopter, you know, they'll, they'll run and, and, and stop in a field and lay down or run up underneath a mesquite tree and lay down or any other kind of trees. They'll hit the trees and they'll get up close to the trees and stay there. They've, they've learned. I mean, they've adapted. I've educated them on the place I got on. For This is the first year I had this place in Benjamin. And at first, so when I was done deer hunting for the evening, I, well, I would always just take the thermal and go scan this, uh, it's like a hundred acre winter wheat field which is like crack for pigs. Sure. And, uh, I could, when I first started doing it, I could drive up there like within doing that two or three times mm -mm. there, I could drive up there and then just see them with the thermal Bye. Yep. So then I had to start just parking the truck and, uh, they are smart. They figure it out very quickly. They, they, they adapt quickly and that's why they'll, we will never get rid of them. They will always mm -hmm. be around. Yeah. It's because they are, they're an intelligent animal and their ability to reproduce, uh, is, you know, you know, uh, people can't really fathom that, that it's, uh, you know, gestation on a pig is what, what three months or something mm -hmm. or something like that. And that, you know, they can have, you know, they can, they sexually re they can, they can reproduce at I think eight or nine months and they can start having babies. And it's just like, that's, and that's never going to go away. are good. They will have more litters. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's, but you know, getting it back into the economics of it, you know, that's that's why I tell people, I'm like, look, you know, this is that, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fun. I mean, I have fun going out and, and shoot pigs at night. <laughs> right. it, it's a good time. And and here lately, 
you know, doing this job, it's watching other people pull the trigger and people that have never done it. It's really fun. Cause they're like, man, this is fun. Like yeah. my, my friend Jake, uh, in Mississippi, he had never killed anything on a thermal. And, and so we went out to his, his Turkey uh, property that he has there in Mississippi and I mean, coyotes, holy moly. I mean, everywhere. We, we cranked up the call and we had like four different groups around us and shot a big cat, shot a, a big, one of the bigger coyotes I've ever seen. And uh, he was just like, man, I see why people like predator hunting so much. Mm-hmm. That is fun. It's fun and you're, you're helping out your, your critters too uh, for, for your land management. And, and again, we're, we're, not going to, we're not going to kill them all, nor should we. Uh, uh, you know, coyotes play a very vital role. You start wiping out all your coyotes, and you're you gonna can't have, wipe them out. Yeah, you it's can't just, wipe them out. I think they're the most unequivocally. I think they're the most adaptable species in North America, even more than pigs, because pigs are um, the ones that we have in the South don't fare well when you start getting into extreme cold yeah. temperature. Doesn't matter. We're really dry. Coyotes, they make it work. Yeah, I, I think they're. I got a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy named Wyman Meisner. Oh, I know. He's like the official yeah. state uh, photographer of Texas. Yeah, I got his book, yeah. uh, the, his his predator book that he that he put out. I ordered it and got it. It was really fascinating. You know, all the research that he's done and the calling and and you know he's out there in the what you know the big empty mm-hmm. and you know there's there's places out there where you don't have water for miles. Yeah, and they got coyotes. His son is his son actually runs cows on my dear lease. So it's right there, really, right Benjamin. Yeah, Knox oh, wow. City area. Um, yeah, I love it up there. Yeah, that's good country up there. A lot of big deer, and turkeys. They got everything up there. That's that's yeah. That's do cool we place. had uh, for the first time? My buddy sent me photos like two weeks ago of javelinas on our place. No way, right in Benjamin. Yeah, that far north. Yeah. I had no idea they were that far north. Yeah. They wow. don't come very often. He said he'd shot two. He's been on there like ten years. He'd killed two before. But I hadn't seen any in years and sure oh, enough, sent me pictures. I had never ever heard of that. And that you know, that's one thing, uh, kind of a little PSA uh to people that are that are hunting at night. Uh and this is where a quality optic does matter, whether it's ours or somebody else's. But if you're unsure, get closer. Uh javelinas are a game species. Right. And you're not supposed to shoot them at night. <laughs> And, uh, and you're only supposed to shoot two a year. Uh, uh, yeah. And I've heard guys, say, yeah, we went and shot a bunch. I'm like, la, 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 no, no, don't stop talking. You know, I was like, stop talking, stop talking right now. Yeah. Um, but I always tell guys, I'm like, hey, look, you know, look at the tail. You know, pigs have a tail, javelina don't. And usually javelina, you know, aren't, don't get, I think an 80 pound javelina would be an absolute, just, you know, looks like he's been eating Big Macs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, most javelina are really small. Uh, but that's one thing I, I tell a lot of hunters, you know, you, you, you hear these stories of, of deer getting shot accidentally. I'm like, man, how can you, that's, that's, you're engaging something at distance and you don't know what you're looking at. Uh, with, with more people thermal hunting, you're going to see a lot of that. And after a while you get to where you can look at an animal and see them running and say, yeah, that's 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 a coyote, or, or you, especially cats. Cats mm-hmm. just have a, on their own way of moving. They're they're smooth. Um, they're not. You know, coyote. I shot a bobcat recently with the three twenty. Oh yeah, it jumped about six feet in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that happened to us too. Yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't go very far after that. But. No, yeah, they, they it's they are like spring loaded, man. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and, and you know, you watch cats and you watch coyotes move. And uh, when Jake shot that dog of his, uh, you know, he was barking at us. So we shut the call off and just to get him to see if he'd come out and get curious. And he did. And he came right out. And when he was running, he was bounding kind of like a deer will bound. And I was like, and he was such a big dog. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You know, I'm sitting there looking at him in the thermal. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I don't, I can't identify what that is. And he was fairly close. He was a hundred yards. Mm. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And then he steps out in the road and I look, I'm like, oh yeah, shoot him. You know, for sure shoot him. Uh, but the, the way he was kind of bounding through the grass, he was looking, you know, he was jumping up and looking and all the jump up and kind of spy and go back down. Mm -hmm. He was doing that. So I'm always very, um, I always err on the side of caution. You know, you see something out in the field, and you're like, yeah, that's for sure pigs. That's for sure pigs. You get a little closer, like, that's eh, not pigs. Uh, because, you know, sometimes deer will get out there, and they're they're very active, and they're moving around. Uh, I always say, hey, just look. If it sticks its head up, and it's got a long neck, you know, and it's after a while, after you've been looking through a thermal for a long time, you start figuring out what stuff looks like. You know, you look for that rounded back of a pig or you just look how they move. And basically it's movement. You know, pigs mm -hmm. never sit still, hardly ever, unless they're asleep. Uh, and I think I sent you that video where we zapped those pigs that were, we snuck up on them. They were sitting there napping after eating cattle feed. <laughs> and we just went to work on them, um, you know, shot them while they were napping. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you, you it, the closer you get, one, that's part of the, part of the fun. And two, you just knowing your, um, you know, knowing what you're shooting at. And uh, that is part of the fun. And, you know, sneaking up on a group, a sound of pigs in a field, as long as if, especially if there's a strong wind blowing in your face, you can get 50 yards is no problem. Oh, 50 yards is a, yeah. that's, that's nothing. I mean, we've, there was a couple of times and I was out with Richard mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, we got, I was like, I think we're close enough. <laughs> you know, he, you know, we were getting right up on them. You know, we were in night vision, so we just walked right up on them. Strong wind in the face, no yeah. moon, just walking down a fence line. Just they're sitting there, just chowing down. Just I mean, we got like, man, we got like 25, 20 yards from them. Mm. I mean, and they look like I mean, they just filled up the whole screen of your thermal. And they're like, okay, wait, I, I need to find an ear or find something, you know, because there's just this big mass in front of you, and that's again where like the lower magnification is going to help you you know, on that, but you know, that's, that's where, you know, that's where, where, you know, where a quality optic with good resolution is going to, is going to help you. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to help you identify your target. It's going to, it's going to be a more enjoyable experience. And now that, you know, people are all into posting stuff online and this, that, and the other, uh, you know, like our stuff, you know, we can get four hours of video recording on our stuff. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, what are you going to use it for? Uh, how often are you going to use it? Some guys are like, ah, I just go out every now and then. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I would suggest getting a 320 if you're not into the whole, you know, if you don't want to spend the money, but it's really not that much more to go to the 640 route. And you're looking like, like, like a thousand dollars difference, 800 to a thousand, uh, depending. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and, whether you buy Armasite products or not, I recommend to everybody is to, you know, buy right. You know, usually if you spend, uh, usually if you spend, you know, you're going to get a better, a better quality for the most part. That's mm -hmm. not always true, but for the most part as a rule. And the other thing I say is look at customer service. And that's one thing that we have really focused on 
is our customer service. Uh, we've got guys that have been working with us that were the original armor site. Um, and, and when you call in to talk to our guys, you're talking to two guys in the United States that you can understand. And they know a lot about thermal and night vision. And they can, a lot of times they can troubleshoot your problem and get you back in the fight pretty quick. Um, and if you don't, they're like, okay, well, we're going to send you an RMA and uh, send you a label. You're going to put it in a box. You're going to send it to us and we're going to fix it. We're going to get it back to you. And that is the number one complaint with dealers, with end users, uh, is my customer brought back this thermal, XYZ brand thermal, and I cannot get a hold of anybody at the company or, or I've sent it in and they won't call me back or they won't email me back. And now I'm stuck with a anywhere from an $1,800 to a $3,000 brick that right. I cannot use. <laughs> so we we were like, okay, well, that's fairly, I mean, uh, that that's something that, that all the good companies out there, like Vortex. Mm-hmm. I smashed a pair of Vortex binos. I've got a pair of their Razor, uh, I think the 10 to 50s or 10 to, is it 10 to 50s that I have? Yeah, that I love. I mean, absolutely one of the best pairs of binos that I run. Yeah. And uh, I was turkey hunting and was taking them out of my chest rig and I don't have the little clippy things on there. I just, I got up because I'll sit them right on top when I'm sitting there scanning. And I up there in the hill country with all that rock, I, you know, I'm, about half club footed and crippled. So I, I tripped on a rock and I just watched my binos go bam, 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 right down the hill. And I'm like, Oh mm. man. And I picked them up and the, 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 um, the rear glass was, it just hit a rock perfect and just smashed it. I'm like, Oh man, it's right during turkey season. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, looking through one <laughs> and it's all scratched up. And so I finally got back and I called, called them, called vortex and I'm like, yeah, no problem. Send it in. Mm-hmm. And like two weeks later, I get, I, I was thinking they were just going to fix mine and send them back, you know, cause they're all scratched up. No, pretty much a brand new pair of binos. Right. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Lifetime transferable best warranty in the business. Yeah. I mean, and, and silencer Co. was the same way. And a lot of uh, other companies, uh, Sims waiters is another one. Um, unless you just burn a hole in it with a cigarette, they're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, we want to have that level of customer service because this is a gun-mounted computer, okay? And and computers, sooner or later, they all break. Something happens. Yeah. It, it's it's made by the hand of man, so it's going to break. Um, and when it does, we want to make sure that our people have the confidence in our in our company that they know, like, yeah, it, bre- it, yeah, it broke, but I know I'm going to get it back in a couple of weeks or or less, or I'll get it back in a week. Or, you know, if we've got the parts and got everything humming, you know, we're going to get it back to you as fast as we can. It's not going to be the six to eight month process. Right. Because um, some of the companies out there are getting their stuff and they're having to send it back overseas or somewhere to a repair facility or to a third party repair facility to get it made or to get it uh, repaired rather. And uh, we don't do that. We own everything from from building it to fixing it. Hmm. And that. That seems to, because we've already had a couple come back like, hey, man, I ripped a knob off or, you know, if something got stripped out, I'm like, okay, you know, we get it back and, you know, I get an email like, hey, I really appreciate you. You know, we, we're seeing it already. Like, hey, you know, a guy, you know, you, you drop five grand on something, you want it, you know, it's supposed to work. You know, it, you don't want it to break. And when Fleer was running the company into the ground, I don't really think they focused much on that. 
No. And that's why I like, I have to go in behind a riot shield when I go into some dealers. <laughs> They're like, are you still with Flair? I'm like, no, no, we're not. You know, and I'm like, you know, kind of cowering down behind, you know, one of the, <laughs> and I go behind the counter like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me explain myself. And then they're like, oh, okay. And like, I said, if you were a flare, I'm getting ready to throw you out of my shop. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of guys say, if you were still a flare, I'd throw you out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not versed well enough to know why that happened for that reason. Uh, but uh, it, it, it really, it hurt us. And mm-hmm. we've, we've done a pretty good job of, of telling our customers and telling our dealers. But uh, it's something that I do constantly when when i'm you know meeting with new people and guys like yeah i've got this old unit it doesn't work i'm like well let me see if we can get it fixed for you if we can't then we'll you know we'll get you set up with a new one and we'll you know we'll we'll do you right on it Mm. and that that's uh i did that with a guy in uh, louisiana i'm sorry arkansas i was duck hunting he brought out his old he had uh, one of the early armasite flare models he's like yeah he goes up man i use this thing every day you know he's a farmer a rice farmer He's like, he's just saying all the time, you know, I go cruise fields and see pigs. I'm shooting them all the time. And it finally, you know, used it for five or six years without a problem, which is pretty amazing. And it finally messed up, but I can't get anybody to call me back. I'm like, well, cause they don't exist anymore. Right. He's like, oh, well crap. You know, I was like, well, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. And we took care of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's, I think that's a, a big deal, uh, uh, for a company to, to, to kind of back things up like that. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we use the best in class components, uh, we have uh, amazing engineers that and, and product development guys out there. We got some of the best in the business. But our big thing that that I've tried to tell people is a customer service because that'll make you or break you, man. It'll make you or break you if you have terrible customer service. You can have the best product in the world, and if you don't service it and don't take care of your customers, they're gonna they're gonna leave you for somebody that will. Mm. That's just facts. No, yeah, no no doubt about that. No doubt. Well, my friend, we need to uh, we need to get a hunt on the books. Yes, we do. Take some of these fun toys out and yeah. put some pigs and coyotes down. Yeah, well, well, you know, we have to do something during the day, and turkey season is coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my my <laughs> affliction for turkey hunting. Yeah, you know, I've I have this problem. Yeah, and I love shooting turkeys. I love calling them up and watching them die. Also, so uh, let's. Uh, it's about that time. Yeah, and before I'm, we know it, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up for turkey season. So let's uh, let's let's get something in the books and 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 execute. Sounds like a plan. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Well, I really appreciate you having me, and and uh, I'm glad you're getting. I'm glad you're using your units and actually getting you know getting out there and hooking and jabbing with it. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be playing with the 640s here pretty quick. I'll have one in your hands here pretty quick for you to do some testing and evaluation on. And I, and I think we're gonna do. I don't know which unit we're gonna give away, but we're gonna do uh, this year pretty yeah. a pretty awesome giveaway. So awesome. Looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Well, thanks Darren. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. So there you have it. The 2023 thermal and night vision edition with our good friend, Darren Jones over at armor site. That segment brought to you by black rifle coffee and Lone star ag credit. Uh, Thanks to Darren. Thanks to all of you guys and gals for tuning in because we are flat out of time. Gotta go, gotta get out of here. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Mama, I'm searching every night and day. I'm looking for the means to pay. 
for all the wrong.